This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Massive boost to the Arsenal squad regarding Jury and Timber. Meanwhile, Mihailo Mudrik just can't stop crying. Chelsea's game against Arsenal has been postponed and there's even a threat that more postponements could be yet to come. And not only that, but we've got to talk about the Tickinson situation, which in the last 24 hours I've chased down and got us an answer. This is the Arsenal News Show. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every single morning at 8am UK time. Thank you so much as always for tuning in and joining me and making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. I hope you've had a good week. It's Thursday, which means you get through today and it's Friday. And that means it's very close to Arsenal, although we do have to wait a couple more days because Arsenal are not playing until, of course, Monday evening. But uh, it means we get to kind of assess the lay of the land. You know, in some ways, Arsenal could really benefit from playing last. I guess we'll wait and see. Sheffield United away is a game in which usually we'd be pretty positive about, uh, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but uh, let's let's wait and see. Thank you, those, to joining us live in the chat box. Make sure you drop a like on the video and help us to our 1K Every Day Challenge. Uh, Jalali, good morning to you, to Pikahu, to Dave. Uh, good morning to Ismail and Rich. Good morning to Runs With Cows. And Pikahu has now been a member with us for eight months. Fantastic. Uh, Darren, Roy, Kaiser, Eamon, Rob, Pam, uh, Damien, uh, Dr. So, we've got Carlton, Clincy, Stephen, Arsenal Adventure Input, Martin, Graham, Stevie, Glenn, uh, Temi, John, uh, Barry, T, David, Kim, Tom, plenty more of you guys and girls as well. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Uh, it is appreciated. And uh, yeah, I hope you've had a good morning so far and that the rest of your day treats you well. Uh, we last night. Talked about the ticking situation. We'll talk about it a little bit more in just a second. But the main reason for yesterday evening show was me and Mike from the Gunners Pod had a good sit down and chat and breakdown of those financial results. And from reading through them, there is some really positive um, kind of outcomes from things for Arsenal, especially looking at kind of the squad building surrounding the club from 
you know, when it was Uno Emery season to now and the wage bill and how that's changed, or in this case, really not the wage bill hasn't actually changed all that much, but the squad is significantly different this time around. So really look forward to uh, seeing your reaction to that. I do recommend that you go and check it out with Mike. Um, it is the last live upload. It's not on audio platforms because there's a lot of visual cues. Um, so if you want to watch it, you'll need to do that on YouTube because there's a lot of visual stuff um, on that video. So for those that are audio listeners and uh, you can spare some time to hop over to YouTube, uh, it is available solely on the uh, the TGT YouTube channel. Uh, moving forwards, though, and I said that I would tackle that tar- uh, that ticketing situation yesterday after or yesterday morning's rather show. We in part two were uh, put questions towards us and asked about kind of the my reaction to how people responding to finding out that their memberships had been. Uh, at that point, they were being told that it was going to be terminated. So it turned out that they weren't permanent terminations. They were just for those moments suspensions whilst further investigation went on to those specific memberships. And I spent it, yesterday was a very hectic day. There was a lot going on with training videos, with finding out information about Yuri and Timber, which I'll talk to you about shortly. And of course, as well, the ticketing situation. I was back and forth kind of chasing this story throughout the day. And, and yesterday afternoon, um myself and uh two other journalists as well that have been chasing this story charles watts and james mcnicholas all released the information that we'd uh collated throughout the day on our respective pages you can read my piece on it on the football.london website and uh basically through this um we have found that arsenal have done a targeted um operation trying to crack down further on ticket touting in the Arsenal ticketing sphere. And what this means is, as we know for and have known for a long time, bots and touts have been a huge issue that Arsenal are trying to improve at the club and have done a lot of work to try and improve this. It includes hundreds of thousands of accounts and bot accounts that have been uh, cancelled and have been terminated as a result of the technology. Now, this was a specific targeted operation to find some lead members and lead memberships that were involved in touting tickets uh, through their memberships using unauthorized software. It was found that 16 memberships had indeed been uh, found to have done this and that 332 Arsenal memberships had bought tickets through these 16 uh, now permanently banned memberships. Those 332 have now had their memberships reinstated, um, as I see that as an act of goodwill, to be honest. And, and I think the club appreciate that those fans have just, you know, they've tried to get tickets. They've done it at their own risk. They don't deserve their memberships to be permanently banned and rightfully have had those reinstated. They were suspended whilst the investigation continued to find the specific accounts which led to those sales, which has now been successfully completed. The downside, sadly, of that is that those fans have lost the tickets that they um, had obviously had on those memberships. So any tickets that were for upcoming games that those 332 memberships had secured on those memberships have been lost because that's sadly just the, the the fallout from the risk that those accounts took. I reached out to a number of people yesterday after I came off yesterday morning show. I put a tweet out asking people to contact me if they'd been 
um, affected by that ban. And I was re- lots of people reached out to me. I'm very sad to say that sadly, some people spoke pretty awfully. I absolutely empathize with the frustration around that topic and around your, your membership being frustrated. But trust me, if I could share some of the messages that I received yesterday in, in discussion talking about it, you'd be, I don't think you'd be surprised, but I think you'd be disappointed um, in, in how some of them spoke. But in at the same way, a lot of really positive responses, a lot of really appreciative people kind of getting more information and trying to be put at ease about things and that the thing it was being investigated and yes supporters have lost the tickets but sadly this is the risk that some fans take now fans are willing to take these risks sometimes and it it works out for them you know and i can never ever ever recommend that people buy tickets through unofficial means you need if you're going to go to the arsenal to get a ticket through an official um, process either by directly buying from the ticket exchange. That doesn't mean someone else getting you a ticket from the ticket exchange and transferring it to you um, because the ways in which that are done aren't compliant with the terms and conditions of the Arsenal website, of course. You do that at your own risk. If you get a ticket transferred to you, you get a ticket at your own risk. Omar says, doesn't the club get money for those tickets? No. Um, basically, how I, I initially had a bit of a confusion about this. However, I have uh, realized how that whole process works. So there was concerns from some people that, well, if a ticket is bought by a bot on the exchange and then that bot transfers that ticket to somebody else and then that's cancelled, it goes back onto the exchange, someone else buys that ticket, has the club made money twice from that same seat? The answer is no, because tickets on the exchange have already been purchased. So tickets that are on the exchange have been bought by either season tickets, of course, who have paid their season ticket, or they've been bought by people that are in the ballot and have bought that ticket in the ballot and then tried to transfer that ticket. Of course, anyone that was paying for a ticket, that money then goes to the club. Whoever bought the ballot ticket, the money then goes to the club for that seat. Right, They've paid for that seat and it's then gone. Um, uh, if they then put it up on the exchange, which is what happens if you want to, you know, if you can't go to a game because you're a season ticket holder or if you've been successful in the ballot and you put your ticket back up on the exchange, the club can't gain any money from that. If you've put your ticket up on the exchange, if you're a season ticket holder and the seat is then taken up, you will get a partial refund. If you are a ballot, if you win in the ballot and put your ticket up that you won in the ballot onto the exchange, you will get a refund of that ticket. But the people that then bought through third parties will not get that refund back because they did not buy directly through the club. And then when that ticket gets cancelled and goes back onto that, um, back onto the exchange and is bought by somebody else, the club aren't making any extra money um, from that because, of course, they've already, you know, the season ticket, they, they never sold the ticket. The ticket was put up there either by a season ticket holder or by somebody who had already bought it through the ballot directly. So I hope that makes sense. But that's certainly, I'm not surprised why you asked the question, Omar, because it had my head a bit frazzled yesterday trying to work out what happened. But now it makes a lot of sense. So no, the club has not made money twice on any tickets uh, at all. So I know there's a lot of in-depth stuff about the ticket situation, but I put a lot of work yesterday into trying to find out what was going on. And, and thankfully, I've been able to get that information out there. If indeed you are affected by this and feel that you have been wrongly um things have gone wrong in this and you feel like it's unfair for any reasons you can reach out to the club's fan services there is a link to be able to do that in my article um that i put out yesterday at the bottom of that article there is a link to go to fan services with your evidence if you feel for any reason like this has not been the right outcome for you 
Um, now, Arsenal against Chelsea has been postponed following Chelsea's win against Leeds yesterday in the FA Cup. It was a 3-2 win, very late goal from Conor Gallagher in that game. We also saw Wolves progress, which also affects Arsenal as well, which I'll talk about in a second. Liverpool, again, really impressive. Their young team scoring goals, winning 3-0 against Southampton. Manchester United narrowly beating Nottingham Forest 1-0 with a goal from Casemiro. Uh, and that completes the setup. And that means that Chelsea will face... Um, uh, Chelsea are facing, is it Leicester, I think, in the next round? Uh, Liverpool have got Manchester United. Newcastle have got Manchester City. And uh, the other game, Wolves have got Coventry. Now, Wolves, if they beat Coventry and make it to the semi-finals of the FA Cup, Arsenal's away trip to Wolves on the 20th of April will also be postponed. And that could game could be postponed right up until the final week of the season, meaning we might have a midweek game before the final game of the season, if Wolves do beat Coventry, and you probably would expect them to. Yes, it's hectic. Yes, it's a bit crazy. And Arsenal will have a lot of games, it seems, to kind of fit into the end of the season. Now, Arsenal's game against Chelsea on the 16th of March has also been postponed because they progressed. The most likely outcome of that is that it will be rescheduled between the week of the Wolves away game, if that goes ahead on the 20th of April, and the Spurs away game, which is the following weekend as well. So the week starting April 22nd, that is the most likely time that that Chelsea game will be postponed for. If you've bought a ticket for that game, if you plan to come for this game on the 16th, I'm really sorry um, that this has happened to you and uh, that this game has moved. It's nothing the club can do. It's nothing that, that can be changed or anything like that. If you got, if you were successful in the ballot on this one and you now can't go to the game when it's rescheduled, make sure you put that ticket up on the exchange so someone else, of course, can go. Um, so, yeah, very, very frustrating indeed. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be wider impacts of that as well for others. I mean, I see Bida Guna here says that Wolves result doubly sucks because it also puts a dampener on Guna Palooza in Chicago. Yeah, that was meant to be the Wolves away game, wasn't it? Um, which means that game will most likely, because I can't see Coventry not getting a result, will sadly not be going ahead, which is a frustration. But Guna Palooza, whether there's a game or not, is an incredible uh, experience. And I recommend anyone goes to it if they can get out there. Um, moving forwards into more stories, Mahalo Mudrik is said to have been in tears as his deal between Arsenal and Shakhtar Donetsk collapsed. The Athletic reported this story uh, through James McNicholas yesterday. Team News and Ticks, of course, also on social media, putting more information on there, um, ringing people up in tears, asking what could be done to save the deal. And obviously, by that point, it had all collapsed. He still is at Chelsea. There are said, according to The Athletic, to be admirers at Arsenal still of Mihailo Mudrik. There's always that question mark about the players that Arsenal wanted, like Caicedo, like Rafinha. These players that maybe have not necessarily gone on to do what many people expected. Would they be able to be doing better at Arsenal? That is the question. Will Arsenal go back in for the likes of Mudrik? I'm not sure. There's a lot of discussion on social media yesterday about whether people would take Mudrik and expect him to reach this new height. From my perspective, I think we have invested in our project. I think our project is Kai Havertz. I don't think Arsenal can afford to enter another project signing. And I personally think that Arsenal are a team as always on the way up. And we need to be looking at trying to sign players now that also are on the way up, not that need lifting up again. I think Kai Havertz for us, for me, is the only real project we can afford to have. That's just my view right now. I could be proven wrong. I guess we'll wait and see. But I think the Mahalo Mudrik deal is something that's in the past. And we've moved on from that and we need to find a player that is going to progress and that is already on 
the way up because we've already got our project player. Now, Arsenal trained at the Emirates this week. However, Tommy Asu and Zinchenko were not present during those images that were released by the club. Thomas Partey, however, was involved, as was Gabriel Jesus, with both of those players in contention to feature in that match at Bramall Lane on Monday night. Zinchenko is still potentially in contention. Um, we have to wait and see if, if indeed he does manage to get into a training session between now and the end of the week. Mikel Arteta will be taking his press conference uh, this uh, early this afternoon, so we'll be hearing from the Arsenal manager and getting some more information from him about the latest team news and where he is at as well. So I look forward to that. But the big news from that training session was that, of course, Jurian Timber was with the group and completed some group training activities. We saw some uh, passing drills. I think we saw a bit of a rondo going on as well with him involved. Uh, and of course, he's still taking part in some uh, alone training as well. He has not been uh, reintegrated fully into full training. Uh, this is I did also amongst the ticket stuff yesterday. I was also speaking to people at the club about Yuri and Timber's situation. I asked the question of whether indeed he has returned to full training and the answer was no. That is premature and he is not quite yet there with full training, but the hope is that that will happen soon. He's integrating, he's doing some work, doing some contact work as well, which is fantastic and great to see. But there are still elements of his training that he's doing away from the group and that he's not yet in full training. Full training means that he's doing everything that every other player in that team is doing throughout a training session, but he's not yet doing that. So it would be uh, unfair of me to, to confirm those suggestions that we saw that he was back in full training because that's certainly not the case and certainly not what we're being told at the moment either. So it's really positive. He's coming back very soon. And that report I put out yesterday has also been corroborated by Charles Watts and Sammy Mottbell of the Mail a little bit later on in the day too, which uh, was was good to see. Right, that's a lot of news to talk about. But let's go to part two and your questions right after this. Okay, right. Um, Jay says, is training at the Emirates Stadium a new thing? Uh, and the answer to that question is no. It's not a new thing. Uh, it maybe is a new thing that's happening more often. And Amira says, is any idea why the team is training more at the Emirates nowadays? Have we started training ground upgrades with that sober realty money? Uh, I don't know. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I mean, there will be upgrades being made to the training ground after that. And there is always improvements going on at the Sober Realty Training Centre. However, I think there's just a, a case of kind of getting out a bit more, 
changing um, the environment and, you know, just getting out of the training center and changing your environment somewhat to, to freshen things up and to keep things interesting, keep things different and keep familiarizing yourself with the field. Yuri and Timber's not played much, you know, uh, on the Emirates pitch. So that's certainly something that, that will help him. But yeah, it's not necessarily a new thing, but they are seemingly doing it a little bit more. Um, Lee says, I hope all the gun-ho uh, doubters who want the club to spend hundreds of millions on transfers take a good look at the statement of accounts and see why doing this is not always viable. And I think that what we discussed yesterday, Lee, with Mike in the show talking about the club's finances demonstrated the brilliant work that's gone on to transform a team that was from, you know, I mean, just looking at that um, that slide we had yesterday, you'll be able to see it if you go and watch yesterday's show. But the squads that we had that was in 2018-19, so that was Czech, Ospina, Leno, Bellerin, Socrates, Koscielny, Mustafi, Holding, Monreal, Lichsteiner, Chambers, Jenkinson, Kolasinac, Ozil, Ramsey, Torreira, Maitland-Niles, Mainsley, Xhaka, uh, Genduzi, Mkhitaryan, Elneny, Welbeck, Iwobi, Lacazette and Bamiang. That uh, staff and player cost during that season was 205 million, roughly. Now, the squad that we have of last season, so in 22-23, so that squad of Odegaard, Jorginho, Xhaka, Vieira, Elneny, Saka, Jesus, Martinelli, Smith-Rowe, Nketiah, Trossard, Nelson, Ramsey, Turner, Hines, Inchenko, Tierney, Tommy Asu, White, Kivio, Gabriel, Saliba, Holding, and Partey. That squad's wage and staff player cost was 204 million. Now, that is expected to rise, of course, for the 23-24 accounts that will come out next year when we look at the, uh, the improvement in player contracts and, of course, the additions of the likes of Declan Rice and Kai Havertz and Raya and Timber as well, but also other players have since left, like Granit Xhaka, of course, and others. But those staff and player costs to be less last season than what they were when we finished second last season, remember? A team that finished second and the team that got to the Europa League final but ultimately embarrassed themselves, sadly, in Baku and finished outside the top four in 2018-19, that squad is was being paid more than the squad that was finishing second last season, which is shows you the incredible work that's been done to overhaul the wage bill, to overhaul the squad. And you've got to give your props to Arteta and Edu and, and Richard Garlic, and, of course, also... Josh Kroenke um, as well, and all of those that have been involved, the scouting, the recruitment, the wider, the wider team involved in it. It's been mad to think that we have been paying that team last season less than we were paying that team that, that was ultimately finishing eighth only a season later. Um, Derek says, Tom, did you notice from the training video that Rice was crossing balls from the left eight position? Do you think that Partey plays Monday or replaces Jorginho late on? What's your, what's your squad? Well, Derek, of course, will be doing a preview show probably tomorrow um, after I finish my shift around that Sheffield United away game. However, especially because we would have heard from Arteta today. What I would say is that Partey's return... It will be interesting to see how he is reintegrated into the squad. Does he come straight back in? Does he come off the bench? Will Jorginho start against Sheffield United? I don't think that's the type of game that you necessarily need to start Jorginho in. I think you could arguably start two attacking midfielders and then you use Rice as the deeper player. We've got lots of options and it's those options that I think are exciting. But for that game, I think we can use two attacking players, which is really important. Uh, Manali says uh, re-injury rate is significantly reduced by 51% for each month return to sport is delayed until nine months post-surgery, after which no further risk of reduction is seen. So I assume this is regarding Timber. And Manali says, I doubt that we'll see Timber until April. A good piece uh, from Negativo Arsenal on Twitter. Players returning from those ACL reconstructions have more than fourfold, incre uh, fourfold increase of re-injury 
after the next two years, of course. So the idea of that Arsenal would be um, that Arsenal would be rushing him back is is obviously a, a frustration uh, for people. It's a frustration uh, and a worry and a concern, and there's apprehension about how quickly do we bring him back. Uh, I can't verify those stats, but I'm not saying they're not true. I just haven't got the data in front of me. But there's always going to be a risk that when a player comes back earlier, that they might re-injure themselves. Think about how quickly Gabriel Jesus returned from his knee surgery, and we've seen some issues, you know, on subsequently from that uh, quick return. However, you have to put the faith in that the doctors and the physios and Timber themselves and the club know what they're doing in this regard, and will hope to reintroduce Timber at the optimum time. I said that March would be the earliest that we would see Jurian Timber. That is guaranteed now to be the case, of course, um, that March will be the earliest, with this being the last day of February, of course. Um, but uh, April could still yet be the month in which we see him come back. We will have to wait and see. Um, but there is really strong optimism around Timber. The fact he's already doing some contact work in training and that he's getting very close to being fully integrated into training is really, really positive. Uh, Khan says, Jorginho is best suited to when we play a mid-block where we can push up and rice in the forward positions, winning the ball higher up the field as well, allowing Jorginho to play those vertical passes. I'm absolutely on board with you, Khan, and I agree with you, which is why I probably would start Erdegaard and someone else. Um, I suppose Vieira or Havertz or Smith-Rowe with Erdegaard as potential options with Havertz up top, potentially, or Trossard or Jesus, who is also back as well let's scroll up because i'm sure i missed some questions uh jasseline or jasin uh says uh tom if chelsea lose to leicester and wolves beat coventry wouldn't arsenal versus chelsea's game move to that weekend yes potentially um potentially it could move to that weekend they could try to do that um i think that'd be smart but they may choose to rearrange the chelsea arsenal game earlier and then set that in stone I don't expect they'd move it twice, but I guess we'll have to wait until the... Uh, I mean, when are the FA Cup? Well, I know when they are. They're the 16th and 17th of, of March. So I guess we'll have to wait for maybe a couple of weeks before they decide to reschedule that Chelsea game. Amira says, any idea why the team is training? Oh, we've done that one. Sorry. Uh, Praktika says, really simple question. Do we have good owners? Have they financially supported the vision and goals of our manager? And when do we go back to being cronky out? Yeah, I think that the thing about the cold cronky out phenomenon which lasted i think through until probably in it i mean in its most vitriolic form it was during those early to mid 2010s and then began to kind of wane somewhat towards the late 2010s and then has completely disappeared in the early 2020s i think that obviously the owners up until 2018 they bought that stake in the club in 20 in 2007 uh, I believe, and then obviously took full control in 2018. The most frustration around the owners was during the period where they did not have full control of the club. And since 2018, Arsenal have spent money, they've invested heavily, they've returned to competing for Premier League titles, they have won a trophy in terms of the FA Cup, of course, but we would like to see more. They've got back into the Champions League. We have broken our transfer record, not only for an individual player, but for specific transfer summers and seasons. So you can't say that there isn't work being done. You cannot also say that the work that's been done hasn't been really positive. 
that we haven't seen a massive overhaul of the squad, that people like Raul Sanyehi have been moved on and we brought in people like Edu, who has done a fantastic job, that Vinay Venkateshan will move on at the end of this season and Richard Garlick, who was brought in, has now you know established himself and has done a really good job. And we've signed, I mean, we haven't even talked about contract renewals. Saka, Saliba, Gabriel, Ramsdale, Erdegaard, uh, Ben White soon, Tommy Asu soon. I'm sure there's others that I'm forgetting. Kieran Tini, of course, was renewed as well. Smith Rowe, um, Eddie Nketiah, Reese Nelson. And I'm sure there's going to be discussions over potentially other players as well in the future. We've renewed so many good players. Like there is no, the only thing, the only real thing right now at the moment is player sales. Player sales is the crux. Player sales is the last kind of bastion of, off-field things that I look at and go, that that still needs to be improved. So in the summer, when we have players like Enketia and Nelson and uh, potentially Kieran Tierney, of course, and maybe Aaron Ramsdale, those things um, will be looked upon. That will be looked upon as the the measurement of improvement off the field, I think, in the summer. We know we can spend money. We know we can spend smartly. We know we can compete with the biggest teams to sign the biggest players, as we demonstrated last summer. But it is going to be that outgoing side of things, I think, that takes real focus during 2024. It was improved in 2023. We got a really good deal for following Balogun and considering what he's gone on to do, which is not a lot. £35 million looks an excellent bit of business. Granite Xhaka, I know he's doing really well in uh in Leverkusen but of course he wanted to move on the club were happy for him to move on they kind of agreed that and to get 21 million pounds or so for a player that had basically a year left on his deal and he's over the age of 30 again really good and really positive the hope is that we can get very good money for Ramsdale in the summer having just signed him up to a brand new contract the hope is that we'll get good money for Enketia and for Nelson and for the other players that I've mentioned also there is still work to do in the market and that is the main thing that Arsenal will be looking to um, to hopefully try to achieve. So that, that I guess, we will have to wait and see. Um, Steve says, Tom, if Ramsdale goes, where do you personally think he will go? Surely not a main rival. I think he'll go to Chelsea, Steve. Um, if I was to, if you were asking me to put money on something now, I'd say Chelsea would be my guess. Uh, Big Gas Guy says, I understand how people feel for Mudrick, but I can't stop uh, just thinking that if it's true, that he had no choice but to go to Chelsea because of the Shakhtar situation. Probably the father uh, feeling in me as well. Um, Chelsea did, I mean, he didn't really have much choice in the sounds of things. Shakhtar weren't entertaining Arsenal's offers. They agreed the deal with Chelsea. He had a choice of either staying or going to Chelsea. That was his choices. So if he wanted to move, which he did, he wanted to go to the Premier League, the deal with Arsenal broke apart. And it wasn't, it wasn't even that it broke apart. It was never agreed. So it was getting very close to being agreed. And then Chelsea blew Arsenal out of the water with their offers to Shakhtar. So, um, yeah. But, you know, in the end, Arsenal have have benefited. You know, Trossard's been absolutely excellent for us. So, And I wouldn't sign Mudrick now. As I mentioned in the first half of the show, I think that we're in a position where we need to be looking at signing players on the rise rather than players that we have to try and revive like Kai Havertz. If you haven't yet dropped your like, please make sure you do. Over a thousand of you tuning in once again this morning. Thank you uh, for your very kind support. It means a lot. Uh, so Nicholas says, Tom, when match day lineups are released, are they submitted at the same time 
or is there any gamesmanship around it, getting to see your opponent's lineup and reacting to it by changing someone, etc.? Uh, they have to be submitted at the same time. Um, so team sheets will be submitted by both clubs to the league at the same time. Um, then some broadcasters will get those lineups 15 minutes before it gets made public because, of course, they have to report on that. So they get given it around 15 minutes early. Um, they are not supposed to release the information, of course, uh, that they get given when they get given those. Um, but then the information, of course, of the lineups is usually released around an hour, uh, if not on the hour before kickoff. But no, there can't be any kind of late changes unless there's an injury in the build-up. That's the only time that there can be a change. Uh, Tammy says, Tom, uh, what if not getting any likes mean Arsenal win the Champions League? Well, obviously, but that's ludicrous, Tammy, because <laughs> clearly it's the other way around. We have to get likes to win the Champions League. Is that how it works? I think that's how it works. Uh, Chano says, Mudrik could have, to, could have stayed at Shakhtar if he really wanted to join us. I don't think so. Because if he'd have stayed at Shakhtar, we would have signed, still signed Trossard because we wanted to sign a wide player, no? So if he'd have, if we'd have not been able to agree a deal with Shakhtar in January, surely we still would have signed Trossard because the aim of the club was to bring in a wide player during that season. They wanted someone that could come in and make an impact during a season which we were competing for the title in. So I don't think so, Chino. I don't think it's as simple as that. Uh, Nell says, Morning, Tom. Do you see any of the following starting any of our remaining Premier League games as it stands with injury returns, etc. Smithrow, Eddie, Vieira, Tommy, Nelson, Ramsdale. I don't see Ramsdale starting other than the Brentford game, of course, because Ray, I can't play against Brentford. So Ramsdale will start that game, um, which is only, you know, not this weekend, but next weekend, Ramsdale will start in the Premier League. It's funny, I remember talking about the game he played against, um, was it PSV? And I remember I'm, we were all saying, oh, that could be the last time we see him. And then actually, no. No, of course it won't because <laughs> he has to play against Brentford because Ray is on loan. So he can't play against Brentford. So yeah, Ramsdale will play uh, in the Premier League next week, in fact. So that's when we'll next see Ramsdale play. Um, Tommy Asu, I expect, will definitely get minutes this season. Nelson, I'd be surprised if he starts. Vieira, some games he may start, depending upon who we want to build that three in midfield. Same goes for Smith-Rowe, of course. And Ketia, only if there's significant injuries could I see Smith and Ketia now starting. But uh, depending on how many games we've got, with a lot coming thick and fast towards the end of the season, maybe we will start to rotate somewhat in certain games. Uh, GRG says, uh, would you loan or sell Vieira next season? Because I think he still hasn't necessarily adapted well in the league. I mean, he's been injured for such a long time now. He's only just coming back. So I guess we'll have to wait and see how... Uh, how he comes back. Uh, Gage says, I hope Arsenal are stubborn in the summer when it comes to the pursuit of a striker. Uh, if we can land one of our top strikers, I hope we don't spend for the sake of spending. I'm absolutely on board with you, mate. I don't want to see Arsenal spending for the sake of spending. If we do that, it's, it's a huge risk and that's ultimately what Chelsea have done and you just look where they've ended up. You can never, if you want to succeed in squad building, spend for the sake of spending. It's not, a, it's not FIFA, it's not football manager. If you can't sign the players that you really want, don't just panic buy. You need to have a list of players, of course, that you'd love to see join Arsenal with some ranked higher than others. And uh, if you don't, if your list is only one or two players long for certain positions and you can't sign one of those players, sometimes you just need to step back and strengthen in other positions and direct the funds elsewhere. 
Right. Uh, we're probably going to end the show there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Appreciate your time, as always. Do drop a like before you leave and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'll be back uh, tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Of course, there'll be breakdown of Mikel Arteta's press conference, which we'll be hearing from him a little bit later on this afternoon. Uh, and then, of course, we'll have a preview show tomorrow as well, hopefully, fingers crossed, ahead of the game against Sheffield United, which is on Monday evening. Plenty of shows to come between now and then, of course. So, uh, yes, have a fantastic day, people. Enjoy your Thursdays. Make it to Friday clean and crisp. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you all on the next one. Have a fantastic day. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy and respectful. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.